All righty. Hello. This is the first episode of this podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Callens, and this is my co-host, Palmer Denny. How's it going? Our first, yep. <laughs> Our first topic today is the gun issue in America. Guns in America and the Second Amendment right literally what makes America great. All right. Also, what we were founded on, without guns, we wouldn't have a revolution and there'd be no America. Yep. And also guns, just in case the government starts acting up, usually the reason why people don't want to get rid of it is because we need guns to be able to set our government straight in case, and of course, we don't want that taken away from us. So with the gun topic, this is a tough one because there are many pros and cons to this situation. But first, let's talk about the viewpoints in this. So on the left side, usually usually on the democratic side you you always hear um that you want to uh that people want to get rid of guns completely well that's more the extreme left but either yeah either the extreme left or just hear it on the normal side either way lots of people are saying we should get rid of guns completely or we should regulate them a lot better there should be limitations on who can get which and what gun and usually you hear on the right side or um, usually, eh, just kind of mostly in general, that there should be no regulation or there should be regulations that shouldn't limit us to such an extreme to be able to get guns that are already difficult to get for some people. That's usually what you would hear. But in any case, there are many pros and cons to this situation. Yeah, so generally the right believes that we, we should have background checks but just basic background checks. If you want to buy a gun, you go buy a gun. They yeah. believe in following what the Second Amendment says, which is... Uh, let me pull it up. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Yes. That's the second half of the Second Amendment, and they believe that word for word. As in, if you want to buy a gun, go buy whatever gun you want. Yeah, and uh, they, they don't like how people are saying that we should add taxes on it, and that's a problem. That's a problem because that starts to limit on what they can get especially right. financial situation yeah taxes are just used as a way to discourage people from buying guns that's the whole point of putting the tax on guns yeah. so in both cases i can understand what they're getting at though on the left side they're talking about how they want to get rid of guns completely regulated i can see because i look on the news and i see the problems and the death everywhere it's- crazy but on the right side i can see what they also mean because the threat of getting rid of guns in america leaves the government able to do whatever they want and in case if something does happen you do want to be able to set the government in place to be able to stop that right and i think that's the general conservative belief is that the only reason the government doesn't go to the extreme on a lot of these a lot of the issues we face today is because Americans have guns and that if they overstep their bounds Americans are going to respond with force. I think that's just the general thing holding back the government which is why I believe we need guns. Yeah. All right, now let's see here. I there is one thing that we have to think of. And one thing that I've that I've heard of a lot recently, the price of this freedom. No doubt in low-income communities like in black communities lots of people have guns mainly not because they just want it because they need it but this price of freedom is leaving is getting a lot of people killed 
And the question that we should be asking now is, is this worth it that many Americans are getting killed by each other every single day? And in some cases, mass murderings, either every single year or every single couple years, it's becoming a much more difficult sighting to see that we should that we should be able to get these guns because of the situation but also with this new form of government we don't know in every single couple of years there's a new president we don't know what's going to happen and if right, we right. don't for gun rights we don't know if they're going to take a radical step and we need to push and deal with it but it's all it all comes down to the price of this freedom should we have this privilege anymore because every single day you have kids that get guns and then one small like if they say one bad thing immediately they just get shot or or problems in the community and next thing you know there's a shootout that happens or with criminals being able to get the gun so let's talk about the left side first in particular okay on getting rid of guns completely so i understand their uh their motive to do it they want to cut down on gun crimes that's I'd, I'd like to believe that many of them are doing it purely because they can't stand all the killings that happen. They want a solution to it. Now, whether we agree to that solution, whether I agree with it is a different thing it's for later, but they they want to get rid of guns or not, maybe not get rid of all guns, but severely limit the amount of guns that you can have and what types of guns you can have to diminish the gun crimes. Yeah. See, the, what I see with that is if we go back and we look at the prohibition era with alcohol they said no more alcohol it's done you saw on how many people smuggled and kept alcohol and it's usually criminals right criminals criminals would do it so if we did this exact same thing with guns we'd leave either most of the most if not all of american citizens completely exposed and every single criminal trying to smuggle in as many guns as possible and crime will increase and because they know every single person is vulnerable to be able to be oppressed by these guns that they now have they have power they have more power than what they did before which is the problem with getting rid of all guns in america because you're that's not possible it's right we're we're the most democratic state that you can get it is very easy for a criminal to smuggle in guns into america Right, and uh, interestingly enough, it kind of relates to that topic, but there was a, a, a DOJ report went out in 2016 titled Source and Use of Firearms Involved in Crimes Survey of Prison Inmates 2016. In the report, yep. it mentions that out of 1,508,600 prisoners incarcerated in 2016 by state and federal prisons, only 256,400 of those prisoners possessed a firearm at the time of their offense. The report goes on to explain that out of those 256,400 prisoners, only 10.1% obtained the weapon legally. Only 25,896 out of 1,508,600 prisoners legally obtained a firearm. That means out of all prisoners in 2016, only 0.02% actually obtained a firearm legally. So the problem is not, the gun control is not really going to affect people that already obtained the gun legally. Like they already smuggled it in. You, they, in these impoverished communities, they go out at night meet someone on a street corner and say hey you have the gun yes do you have the money there's no background check nothing legal happens there that money gets transferred they get a gun illegally 
Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that I'm seeing in our generation. Our generation can easily get a gun illegally. It's so simple because I've seen right. it. I've seen, I've seen it actually happen. It's great. It's crazy. I'm it's like, insane. Yeah, it's insane. And then the Which, other. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. You can go. Oh, yeah. Which comes into play of. Oh my! Oh my goodness! Great. I mean, if we get rid of gun law, if we get if we get rid of guns completely, then yeah, criminals can easily get it. But on if you look on the right side though, and we get rid of gun license completely, or we have Do away with background checks. Yeah, or we have background checks, and then we look at, and then we just look at everyone's background. So you, yeah, you need to evaluate a person. This is my criticism of the right: is that you need to evaluate a person and make sure that they're mentally stable and hopefully have some grasp of why they want the gun because if you're not just going to go up to give it some mentally unstable person who can go out and kill a bunch of people that'd be stupid that's why i'd say we need background checks now how strict background checks that's the question but yet again either way the left or right the middle portion of this is that either way anyone can get it illegally it's so simple for someone to get it right and then there's the problem of if they get it illegally and gun control laws are implemented to stop these criminals that are already obtaining the gun illegally, you're going. the only people that are going to be affected by gun control laws are law-abiding citizens who use those guns to defend themselves. So really, you're taking away a method of defense from law-abiding citizens, but it doesn't affect the people that they're defending themselves from. They still have the firearms, so it's yeah. an unfair advantage, advantage to criminals. Yeah, and over to the right now. If we look at it and we get rid of background, uh, no, if we get rid of gun license or we implement background checks, people with background checks can still sell these guns to people who want it illegally. Right. It, it's easy just for that to happen. But either way we look at it, any anyone can get a gun illegally. It's so simple. But let's look at it specifically now. If we get rid of uh, gun laws completely and everyone can get a gun or background checks are implemented honestly with America how it is today on the problem with freedom of speech and how we deal with the situation when, pe- when people speak out freely and how we like to attack it and most of the time like emphasize it on a lot and we start attacking the person I feel like more death would come out of it than on both sides i feel like more death would come out of completely getting rid of guns right and completely getting rid of regulating everything regulating everything for guns it's just only going to increase in death in america so either so what we're saying what we've come to the agreement on is either extreme is not the solution it's just going to make the problem worse it's going to make it worse than it already is make defenseless or make or give people too much power to right. do anything they want. So implementing laws for this situation, no doubt can, it's only going to help. Oh, it's not really going to help. Because yet again, either way you look at this situation, anyone can obtain a firearm illegally if they have the money to do it. But having background checks isn't gonna really help and um having gun laws specifically isn't gonna help honestly the police officers are gonna have to like go door to door and find out if criminals have it uh legally and illegally right and that'd be inefficient yeah 
there needs to be a specific system in place in order um, in order to efficiently get these guns out of criminal hands and into legal hands. But the question is, how do we even do that? So, wait, are you suggesting we make a list of all gun owners? Well, I mean, if we make a list of all gun owners, what about the what about the gun owners that have not obtained it legally? Yeah, like at all. Right. That or if they're if it's a gun that families had for generations, they pass it down to another um, one of their children or something. And that child, that child doesn't get registered. Technically, they have it illegally, but even if they are law-abiding citizens and it's just a family relic, if it, the other problem with making a list of the gun registry is if the government has a list of everybody who has guns, it's a lot easier to go up to their door and say, "Hey, you, we know you have this gun. Give it to us in a mandatory buyback." I mean, I feel like the only way that they should be able to do that is if they see that the gun was given to someone else illegally. Or I feel like that there has to be a system implemented where if you're going to give a gun to someone, you have to let somebody know. Or if you're going to pass it down, you have to let somebody know that that person is of age and is. So not have a cosigner of sorts. Get kind of like that. Okay. Uh, so if you're giving it down to someone, you need to let a specific person know, so then it can be documented, and. If the person has problems, like if he's going through things, if there's issues going on in his life that might lead to a problem or might lead to a devastating outcome, then you should logically think, no, I'm not going to give my kid or this kid the gun. Right. Yeah, it should be documented each time you give a gun to someone or you pass it down generation-wise. I feel like that'd be a way to limit it. Either way, the situation isn't going... Because this that's the price of this freedom. No doubt. It's scary to go to school. And when someone says, I have a gun and things like that, that I'm like, that's crazy. Just don't shoot up the school or something like that. That's, exactly. That's All the more reason why we should have school resource officers. But that's another conversation for another time. Yeah. And it, either way, the fear is going to keep on looming. It's a second amendment, which is the problem. It's either we leave people defenseless or we have people defended, but either way, keep criminals with these guns no matter what. And either way, legally or not, there's still people who have bad intentions on either side. Legal right. or Yeah. So and, we were... Oh, you can keep talking. Yeah, it... Honestly, the best way that we can solve this is documentation on where this gun has been. The problem is just how many gun owners there are and just and just being able to mitigate all of that, being able to keep an eye on this one guy who who's uh, planning on giving his uh, giving, giving the gun over to the sun things. Like it has to be professionally documented on each and every single person on who's giving it to someone and if eventually they come back and check that this person doesn't have the gun where did it go that's where i feel like there have to be either a yearly or monthly check on where this gun went right yeah it just has to be so kept an eye on no doubt it should be more yeah people should get I mean, people should be allowed to get guns but now especially in our coming generations 
I feel like that it needs to be kept an eye on more than it was before. Well, but then you have the problem that if they know that they're watching now, they know that you can't buy the gun within the U.S. legally because then the government's just going to track wherever it goes. Then you're going to have the problem of people smuggling it in from outside the country. And really, this is a problem now of someone will go to one state where it's legal to buy a certain gun, buy it, and then take it back to a state where it's not illegal to buy that gun. Technically, they didn't buy the gun in the state, so they didn't really break any laws. But that, So instead of happening uh, state to state, it would happen... Uh, from country to country so you know you'd go to a you'd go to some other country buy a gun and then come back to the united states and now you I, have a gun to pass around that the government doesn't know of i feel like if you're i feel like if you're to bring a gun from another country and then you come into america then you settle in i feel like you would have to make sure you call the people you know, like call someone or at least i feel like it has to be implemented if you're an immigrant and then you come with a gun and then you go into america then you document that and then you document that yet again the problem still stands if someone comes out of the country brings it in illegally and then is sold that's what that's where a problem that's where the criminal side of the problem comes in you right. don't you just don't know who has what and it just comes down to the very to the uh to the very thing the price of this freedom because people can and uh, people are going to die for this freedom mm -hmm. um, we just don't know who has what and to get rid of this and to get rid of guns yet again is going to raise that to right. regulation is going to again. yeah so either extreme is not going to work yeah so the best way to solve this problem is documentation and hardcore documentation of each gun it shouldn't be limited to who can get what but i say depending on what it is it needs to be heavily looked upon there needs to be a department that can keep an eye on who has what who is giving what to who and if this gun suddenly disappears where is this where is this gun where did it go why did you give it and why did you give it over if he, if he explains oh I, I just passed it on over here why didn't you why didn't you tell us there should be like you said background checks there there should be but except it's just constant there needs to be constant checks because you don't know what well then you're putting trust in the government to not and, do a mandatory buyback with all this information It'd be very easy for them to say give us your guns so that's and, they, that's, they have, an, and that's another force problem. to take all the guns back. Yeah, and that's another problem that we're gonna have because, of course, each president is going to be different. There's gonna be different presidents each and every single time. We don't know if one's gonna be like, "I want all the guns back. Let me just steal it all. Let me just steal all your guns," which should yeah. be, which should be a law. It should be a law that the government can't just come out of nowhere and take the guns without reason to do so. If the person didn't do anything wrong or or like at all then you shouldn't come knocking on my door and say i'm taking your gun give it over well, without reason well what if the government were to stage a crisis and then subvert the law like for instance in 2020 election pennsylvania the crisis of COVID. now i'm not saying COVID was made up mm -hmm. but they subverted their own election laws to accommodate COVID. but so if they were to fabricate fabricate an issue and they'd say, okay, this is the issue. The law 
prevents us from acting against it. So we're going to subvert the law to act against. So create an issue around guns, like some big threat to some threat against DC or something of a bunch of militias attacking them. Yeah, they're going to want to go door to door and seize the guns, even though that'd be illegal. They'd point to the crisis, say, hey, there's this crisis over here. We need to go get people's guns, whether it's real or fake. And it wouldn't matter after that because no one would have any guns. We wouldn't be able to do anything. Well, and that, well, I mean, also it's a second amendment. It's a second amendment, right? They can't just go door to door and next, you know, bark yeah, shall not door. be infringed. Yeah. yeah. And then next, you know, it's take the gun immediately saying all oh, the militia in that case, then it's militias that need to be, that need to be focused on, not the general populace as a whole. Well, at the moment, it seems the second amendment is what's under assault. So I, I'm not sure I'd trust the government not to act against the second amendment. Yeah, but I mean, at the, I mean, yet again, it's the price of the freedom. Right. This is a very heavy price that we have to pay. And if we just regulate it, if we just regulate it, nothing much is going to change either way. It's going to be simple. It's going to be simple, easy. Just, I feel like the regulation and background checks would have to be combined with each other. It'd have to be combined with each other to have background checks and regulation. Not really regulation on guns, but regulation on when you have to check in. Right. You have to pass down the, when you're passing down the gun to someone, when you're giving the gun to someone, to someone else that is not documented in your family history or in your family as a whole. And in a con, and at either, either a monthly or, or a, hmm, or like a couple months and then they come back, check to see if the gun is there you just click yes like get an email say do you still have the gun and that's where the problem also stands of if you say lie yeah honestly there have to be evidential like then you then you go back to the problem that we had before of going door to door and checking for guns because if they just lie and say like oh i have the gun i wouldn't i wouldn't say door to door i wouldn't i I don't think we should send people door to door and be like oh do you have the gun well i mean if they check yes then you want to confirm that they have it there's not really i feel like that you have photographic proof of it yeah i could just take the i could just take a picture of the gun a bunch of different ways and then all at one time and then submit different pictures each time well i mean and also that comes to the play of how you would give out guns how do you purchase guns there would be a specific code on the gun that shows that yeah this is the gun that i registered that i bought and here you go well yeah i mean but yeah. the problem with that then is say i get the gun right mm-hmm. and i'm holding the gun the little serial numbers on it you take a picture of the serial number while holding it in your right hand then you'd hold it in your left hand take another picture two different pictures but they may have been taken at the same time so you could just submit a different picture each time whether in not having had the gun hmm so that would be now the other problem to fix. Yeah. Which makes it a bit more difficult, but I mean, people will try and find every avenue around this, so and it's, yeah, it's and gonna be a problem that, would, that they're gonna encounter. Yeah, we would have to find many different solutions to this problem. No, that that couldn't it can be a foundational setup that we can have, but there's a lot of hiccups that you need to find in order to solve this problem. Right. Well, another way Another way we can address this problem is look at the root causes. Primarily in you know urban areas are typically where the most gun crime is committed. I don't think that'd be disputed, but yeah, particularly in urban areas are where the most gun crime happens. And 
I guess the question then would be why? Why does it happen there and not elsewhere? Well, and usually in urban communities, it's like, and especially in low income communities, where people don't want to, but they have to do because they can't get a job or they need something that's going to make them enough money to pay for rent or their kids. Well, then so who's paying them to commit the crime? It's not really much of a crime. It's more of the system that you have to look at, like drug system right. or human trafficking. Yeah, they typically are run like, by gangs, you know? Yeah, either gangs or just criminals in general. Yeah. And guns have to either be implemented to protect yourself or to deal with other people in, of course, those types of situations, which mm -hmm. is where guns can be widely used in that in, the, in that setting specifically. Right, so, so primarily gang violence is the biggest killer in urban areas. I think we agreed on that. Yeah. So, but, then, but then you also have to look at another... If it, that's just gang violence. And then you have much bigger situations like mass murdering or just multiple murders at once right in, different, in like different areas which can happen either in urban or just anywhere at that point it can happen anywhere just someone can pop in next you know with a ar-15 and then just pop everybody like just like that it can just happen. right right so i don't know i guess it'd be debatable which one's bigger because a ton of people die i mean i don't remember this amount of people that died last weekend in chicago but it was a pretty big number and just in chicago alone and yeah. actually it's interesting because chicago has some of the strictest gun control laws in the country yet they're one of the most they're one of the most violent cities in america yeah but so primarily it's gang violence in the urban areas and whether that's whether that accounts for more deaths or less deaths than mass shooting i guess i need to look at the statistics for that but so then the question would become why are kids joining gangs? Why, why are they going to these gangs in the first place? Well, it's either that they're indoctrinated, it's all they know, or they have no choice because they have to They have to find a way to pay. They have to find a way to take care of their family because they can't afford to just sit around. They can't afford to get just a small job because usually criminal, criminal uh, jobs pay way more than just getting a normal job. Right which is but, the problem and that and it comes into taking care of low-income communities that can't take care of themselves because they're dropping drastically they have to find ways to survive right and then you alluded a little bit to it but i believe a lot of gang violence is equated to kids not having a good role model in their life i think fathers are very important in children's life because they're the they're like I know me personally and a lot of other people I know look up to fathers, you know, they set they set how we should act. Yeah. And if you look at a lot of kids, I guarantee you a lot of them that grew up with, you know, a two-parent household mirror their father or yeah, primarily they'd mirror their father a lot. You'd see the similarities. And if you if you don't have fathers teaching how to live your life, good life lessons, they're going to find a role model somewhere else, i.e. in a gang, and that's where a lot of these problems come from. So Primarily in the, and I actually, uh, Brandon Tatum, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but mm -hmm. he made a, he made a good point that in the black community, a good majority of them are growing up without fathers now. And that's what's leading them to join gangs to find a, to find a family of sorts. They yeah. don't have a role yeah. model, so they look to it in a gang. And that's what's actually causing a lot of the gun violence is a lack of fathers. So yeah, you... it's really, it's also really difficult to live without one because of course you need financial support and the mothers usually can't 
just support the brunt of that weight. Yeah, while you have while to, raising a child. While while raising a child, paying for the house, paying for food and all that. So the only way that you could mitigate and solve that problem is by being a criminal, by finding different ways to sell, buy, and exploit that. And you, and that's a dangerous it's a dangerous occupation. So in order to mitigate that, you buy a gun. So then if something happens, then you get into a gunfight and it's either one ends up dead or the other or you just or, or they both get away but that doesn't happen the yeah. the former happens more often yeah but anyway i think it is the bigger problem here is a lack of fathers in the black community which is well really dragging it down i wouldn't say just the lack of fathers i'd say the problem is low-income communities in general that because, too because father or not people have to find a way to make a living well if people you have, have a good if you have a good role model that really pushes on about working your way up and you know doing good honest work to get out of these places like i go back to brandon tatum he's an example he grew up in what he referred to as the hood and he said he hated it it was awful there the living conditions were terrible it was economic situation was just bad yeah he worked his way up like he there were a lot of times where he was on food stamps but he kept working you know he, he had determination to go up he didn't want to stay where he was at and that's where i think a lot of people just they just need a determination because they don't a lot of people want to get out and this is with anyone this isn't particular to any race or sex or anything a lot of people i know personally they want to do good things but they don't want to do the work for it they, they just want it to happen and that's why that's the problem with all these welfare programs is that it's just hand it, you're just handing them stuff they're not actually working for it they're just having it handed to them so they don't learn the dignity of work and working their way back up instead of just having it handed to them yeah and, and that and that's that the problem. like these low income if you just hand them money nothing's gonna happen nothing's gonna change they're still a low-income community right yeah. if you teach them the value of work then they're gonna start really getting out of these situations that they're in and going up and not just that but if you actually improve the entire uh, the entire low-income community like build a school bring a grocery store nearby and right. try to try to educate these children on what can benefit you but actually, the problem yeah. is it, it it does happen but usually it doesn't it's not very effective most of the time but if you if you keep on enforcing that if you keep on saying if you just go to school and you learn or i mean it's not always just about school if after high school then you go into trade school and actually get a good paying job then you're good you can make legal money but usually no doubt you can make a decent amount of money in the criminals so the qu- the question for them is why would i want to do that when i can when i can just when i can sell drugs or i can go into human right or it's easier but then it falls back on fathers teaching morality as well about why that's bad why you shouldn't do it yes it'll make you more money yeah and only fans will make you more money you shouldn't do it because it's immoral where the only fans come from <laughs> well i'm just saying it's another example of yeah you make more money and it's easier but it's not moral joining a gang and you know killing people for a living or whatever you're gonna do it, sure it'll make you a lot of money well i wouldn't even say a lot of money but it'll make you some money enough to live on but it's not moral you, you want to do work that's good and not that's just why that. i mentioned only fans yeah, and, and not just that but it's not legal money it's illegal money right it, you can't really use that anywhere else you can only yeah immoral and illegal yeah so to wrap and to wrap this up it comes down to low-income communities regulation like like i said like i said before 
documenting on who has what and trying our best. The, yet again, that's not as refined, but but we can uh, we can come back to this topic uh, on a later date, and then we can um, we can we can further talk about that. And also, who um, who has the good mental capacity to be able to use these guns? Those are the three things that it comes down to. If we get rid of guns completely. It ain't gonna help. We regulate the crap out of these guns. It ain't gonna help either. Right. So, so basic documentation and a good background check. And not just that, but helping these low-income communities not not having to walk outside and be afraid of getting shot and having to get a gun themselves. Right. That yeah. goes back to investing in these low-income communities, not handing them money, but building but, them uh, yeah, opportunity. Building, yeah, building opportunity. Them. Yeah. Which is actually um. What President Trump, right before he left office, was working on a plan that he was going to implement, I believe, in his second term. But it was called the Platinum Plan. It was a $500 billion initiative to invest in these low-income communities and give loans to people trying to make their own small businesses. So encouraging small business growth, also putting in more grocery stores and, I believe, schools as well, making yeah. their schools better. That so Yeah, that, that's something you would have to do with the low-income communities to get them Yeah, and more you want to invest in them and give them help them and give them other opportunities to get out of there yeah because if, if they're just think if they have the mindset that i'm stuck here i'm never going to get out they're going to go to these gangs because that's the way that they now know to survive but if yeah. you show them that there is opportunities and that there are other ways for them to climb out of this hole that they're in they're going to climb out yeah yeah and that and that's what it comes down to with low-income communities as well right so in terms of the gun topic regulation of handing of documenting guns helping low income communities and having good background checks of good and mentally stable people right that's how we're going to solve this situation yet again needs more refinement but right. again it's, it's a start it's a start it is a start because obviously any solution is going to have its its problems here and there whether big or small it's going to have problems but it's not perfect but it's better than what we have now yeah well, that's the All end right. of the episode. Thank you. Thank you for anyone who listened or took the time out of their day to listen. I'm your host, Nicholas Counts. This Palmer is my Denny. co-host, Palmer Denny. Have a great day. Have a good one.